defecate on roundabouts. I'm like... <laughs> but that, that's because... I, I found out why that is. That's because they changed the rules about when you should indicate on a roundabout and it changed in the 90s. You're listening to The Swedish Podcast, hosted by Jill Leckie and Kat Trigarski in conversations about the paradox of life between two cultures. just dropped Stella off at her farm on Far Forest. So I drove to, like, we meet halfway in between Stockholm and, and Uppsala at this um, dodgy little McDonald's drive through place. <laughs> it's like a little handover. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been driving in Sweden now for, I would say about nine months now. I don't know if it's just because I didn't drive for a long time in the UK before I moved here because I was living in London and you just don't have a car. But I, I find the style of driving in Sweden quite difficult to to take. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't so go far as to say it was aggressive. I think that's too strong a word to say. But it's um, you just constantly feel as though you've got somebody up your backside. And I find it the same in Britain. So oh right, okay. I find that driving different here, but but I feel like in Britain people are always up behind you as well. And it's it's kind of more the thing of like you know you there are speed limits in place here mm. for a reason. But if you stick to the speed limit, say you're on I don't know you're driving on the E4, or the E20 into town. If you stick to the speed limit, I mean, you, people get really annoyed with you and they start flashing their lights at you <laughs> behind you, or you know all of this sort. Of, <laughs> and I kind of I just don't understand it. Is that you know somebody once said to me that they they think it's because Swedes are so repressed. Um, emotionally, uh, in sort of throughout their lives, like day to day lives, they they hate conflict so much that when they're driving, they just take it all comes out when they're driving because <laughs> they have the car. Because they have the car as a, bubble, as a bubble protect them, so they just yeah. turn into this kind of like, which you know is pr- proven in um, science, like the psychology behind road rage mm. that they've they've done. Um, but it, I mean, yeah, just like you're driving along and. I mean, don't get me wrong, I am not a perfect driver. Is anybody ever a perfect driver? I don't think, you know, they are. I've made some mistakes, I've cut into lanes when I shouldn't have cut into lanes and all that kind of stuff. And when that happens, absolutely toot your horn at me, no problem whatsoever. But when I'm minding my own business, going along, you know, the E4 at 80 kilometres an hour or 70 kilometres kilometers an hour or something on the outside lanes, so I'm not even on the inside, I'm on the, like, you know, like, and you've got this person right up my backside going, kilometers over the speed limit what do you want me to do <laughs> the thing that i find different here is the parking i find parking here a nightmare oh because people just touch park and and double park and on our street triple park oh yeah and then there's a bus stop and then the bus will just lean on its horn and especially when i'm cycling on on our street 
I, I know I have to be super careful because cars just cruise up and down looking for car parking spaces and they are not looking for bicycles. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have I've been witness to a couple of parking incidents um, when we had the studio on Roslagsgatan mm. um, in sort of uh, centre of Stockholm, um, Bastistan. That, that, I mean, that road was atrocious. <laughs> It was so bad, and you're absolutely right. There's buses going up and down both ways on these on mm -hmm. these roads, and people are parked on both sides of the road. And then you've got a third, a secondary parking. Mm. That's that is that is really bad. But you know, at the same time, God, they're pretty good at handing out those parking fines. Woo! I mean, yeah. Mateus and I got absolutely done over on Friday, just gone. We went to the office with the car because we had to drop some stuff off. And um, we we usually park in this sort of section just opposite DN Scrappen, which is for like visitor parking. And you can, you know, it's you it's a Stockholm Stad pay thing. And um, it was full. And we were like, oh yeah, well we are quite late. You know, it's, you know, 11 o'clock or something. So maybe it's just the time of day. And then we found, we went round the corner um, um, behind this uh, residential area. And, you know, this whole parking area was totally free. And, you know, we looked at the sign and it was like, yeah, no problem. You know, you can pay as long as you pay. That's fine. You can park here. And then about three hours later, we came out of the, out of the office and we had a parking ticket for a thousand crowns on the spot. And we had completely missed the fact that on Fridays, you weren't allowed to park in that parking area. Completely misread those signs. Yeah. And I, but then it's just like you, I was looking at that sign going, it could be algebra for all I know. I mean, mm -hmm. the, they're so complicated. Yeah, the ones where, where it's like cleaning day and then, yeah. and, and then it's like Roman numerals to say which day it is yeah. and then you're parking there overnight so you think that you've got it right and then you realize that you haven't because and then the ones where it's like one side of the street has one roman numerals set of roman numerals and the other side of the street has the other and yeah. <laughs> just like i mean the city must make an absolute fortune out of people who have misread those bloody signs the whole kind of driving thing in sweden has been uh crash course for me in um not i don't mean that <laughs> literally <laughs> not literally <laughs> not literally guys um has yeah ha has been kind of a very steep learning curve in um how to kind of just ignore the aggressiveness of other drivers and and mm. build the confidence in myself that I know I'm driving within the speed limit. I know that I'm doing the right, and not to be, not to be sort of bullied by other drivers on the road. Mm. That's I think that's how it feels. It's not necessarily aggressive, but it is. It's a kind of bullying that you feel like you mm. bullied to go faster, or bullied into changing lanes, or it just sort of ruins every journey for me. Really, I'm a bit like. <laughs> Um, but I do, I mean, other than that, if you, if we go on big long journeys and stuff like down to small land and things, I quite enjoy the drive once you get into the, the swing of it away from, away from the city, I think. What's the furthest you've driven in Sweden? Uh, <laughs> Finland. Oh, right. <laughs> Up to the border because we couldn't take a holiday abroad this summer just gone. We did a big road trip. So we went all the way up north, right, I say Finland, we went right up to the border and looked at it and waved at all the Finnish people because we couldn't go in. 
and then and then we turned around and drove back and then we had a couple of days in Stockholm and then we drove all the way down to Malmo. So we did we did the entire length of the E4. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. When you were of course it was summer so you wouldn't might not have been like that but I I'm I'm quite There was snow. There yeah, okay, there was snow. Yep. Oh yeah. Actually we also went all the way up to the border with Norway because we we drove all the way up the coast. Mm-hmm. So via Umeå and Luleå yeah. and then round to Haparanda and then we drove from Haparanda up the up to Kiruna and then we went past Kiruna up to Riksgrensen which is the border with Norway. Norway. Mm-hmm. And then we drove back partly through the country. I would like to go and visit the Arctic Circle or travel into the Arctic Circle. Um, yep. I really want to go to Jokmok. What, what would you say was the best time of year to go to Jokmok? Uh just this last couple of weeks had the market been on yeah <laughs> i guess yeah, is the best time yeah yeah I, yeah in That's... the summer it's yokmok was like it was nice but it's not a summer place so mm-hmm. it was very quiet mm-hmm. had the most amazing pizza in yokmok okay interesting <laughs> they had a very good museum which was mm-hmm. very interesting mm-hmm. um we stayed in abisco at mm-hmm. the national park there mm-hmm. and we did some hiking there which was mm-hmm. amazing yeah and that's what well, that's one of the reasons why I, I want to go up to that part of the world it's just I don't think I've ever seen landscape and nature like that before and I think there's only a few places in the world that you can actually go and see that kind of breathtaking you know expanse of 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 landscape yeah it was it was such a, a an incredible experience I mean just also because with the snow we drove out of Kirana and we saw a little patch of snow. So we pulled into a lay-by to take a photograph <laughs> of it on the top of this, of the top of this mountain. And then we, we were like, and then we drove a little bit further and we're like, oh, there's more snow on that mountain. So we stopped in another lay-by and took a photograph. <laughs> By the time we got to Abisko, we realised that pretty much most of the mountains were still covered in snow. <laughs> and then the next day we did a hike where we hiked through snow at the top to wow. a frozen lake that was frozen in mid-July. Nice. I remember saying, I think I remember saying to you last year as well, I was like, I don't know if I could go to a cold place in the summer. I don't know, it doesn't compute in my head, but I, you know, I understand it's, it's... It wasn't that cold. It was mm. just snowy. Mm-hmm. That was the weird thing. It was sunny that day and quite warm. And so we ended up, I mean, at one point down to t-shirts, hiking mm. through snow. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and again, that's the other, that's the other incredible thing about that place, isn't it? I think driving through Sweden is a really great way of seeing it because yeah. you get to see all the off the beaten track things the islands the diversity in landscape and uh climates because you know we've got something like four different climates in sweden i think that's something that i would really like to do i just need to get over my uh uh my fear of dri- well, not fear of driving that's not right but my kind of like yeah this thing about being bullied on the road it doesn't happen when you get out that far out mm. because there's mm. hardly any traffic yeah <laughs> and the roads true. are the roads are really good everywhere like they're mm. better than in britain mm-hmm. like the roads are kept in really good condition mm-hmm. it's it was incredible wow. it was such it was really beautiful to drive it was easy to drive it was a really pleasant driving mm. experience mm-hmm I, I do love a good road trip, so most of our yeah. holidays are road trips. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this I, one was awesome. When we had Stella and when we got the car, I was really worried that she was all of a sudden going to get start be one of those kids that gets car sick because it kind of happens around the age of sort of 
like three or four, five, they kind of start to show signs that they're, they know they get carsick. But fingers crossed, it hasn't hasn't happened yet. So I'm like, it's going to happen at some point. I know. <laughs> it's fine. You just do it. We, both of us have been carsick since since very young. Mm. So we're just used to it. We we travel with spare clothes, wipes, towels, bags, and we know the signs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i get you, you. well I th- the, the only time that we've ever experienced it was that um was when we were driving through stockholm and i don't know why but stella had brought a book with her to try to read in the car <gasps> i know i know i mean that's how that's what makes me that's what makes me car sick if i'm in the car and i'm reading even if i'm just reading my telephone um and uh, she'd been looking at she'd been looking at the book for about 10 or 15 minutes at that point and then she suddenly went mom my tummy hurts. <laughs> I was like, put the book down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, uh, we we have we have to have jumpers on, air conditioning full on, crack the window open every so often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had to have forward se- uh, facing car seats from the earliest possible point because that was the main issue. Yeah. Uh, and we know we have to make sure all the vents, even if, if the car is packed, all the vents have to be uncovered. You can't have any kind of heat. We have we have it like seventeen degrees in the car, <laughs> Which, and then we all have to put jumpers on. And then the moment anyone says "I don't," we're like pull the car over, <laughs> <laughs> and we're very quick at like taking seatbelts off, getting a child out of the car to uh, to throw up on the roadside. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, and yet, and yet, every every one of our holidays is a road trip. So, <laughs> and and the kids are okay with that. They're much better now. Uh, this last trip that we did to sort of the length of Sweden, mm. we had one incident, and that was in the south. That was uh, we were in Ustad, and mm. that was driving into the town. We'd been in the car a while; it was hot, yeah. and there were a lot of roundabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I once experienced car sickness while driving which is very, yeah, which is very unusual. Um, we were driving from uh, Vestavik into Visby. Um, and it's it's kind of one of those sort of very small um, B roads um, that go through a lot of forest and up and down lots of hills and, you know, twisty, turny bits and stuff like that. And I'm sitting in the front going, boom. <laughs> driving you know everybody else in the car is totally fine yeah so i i i um i just wanted to talk about driving today because uh (laughs) it's been it's been bothering me for a while now and i think you know it's an interesting thing to hear about how what it's like to drive in other countries have you driven in copenhagen i haven't driven a lot there i think the problem with both copenhagen and stockholm for driving is like one-way streets and Mm. And bicycles, being aware of bicycles at all times. Mm-hmm. But I'm so much more aware of it now that I am a bicyclist because here I, yeah. we don't have a car and so I cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm very aware mm-hmm. of what cars do and now very aware of where bicyclists can be <laughs> when mm-hmm. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I cycled a lot when I was living in London. That's how I used to get about um, back and forth. I know. <laughs> Oh yeah, my god. It was a bit kamikaze. You're brave. Um but you, but the thing was is that this was this was after Boris had had his way and had built and had and put all these um bike lanes 
Okay, yeah. So I'm thinking. Yeah, you're thinking London was before. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is Boris's. This is post Boris bike situation, um, and lots of more. Lot a lot more provision for bikes in London, um, and. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was still terrifying. Like, there's <laughs> sometimes, like, the the um, the roundabout at Elephant and Castle, I would avoid <gasps> that, like, the plague. Because it I was would avoid like, that in a car as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because it was god. just, oh, God, it was just awful. It's huge as well. Oh. It's massive. There's cars coming from every direction. And, you know, nine times out of ten, the cars themselves don't know which direction they're going in because they don't know where they're turning off. They don't know which exit to take. So um, I would avoid that. But um, the thing that I found when I was cycling in London was I was so much more aware of how stupid cyclists were. That was the one thing. <laughs> I know, I, I, you know, like I, I obviously as well, I, also it made me very aware of how dangerous cars can be and, and you know, where as a cyclist the limit was for me to interact around cars um but i i've so, i saw some things in london the cyclists did which <laughs> i just you know i'm it defied belief how you kind of it was a situation where you were thinking you clearly don't have anybody waiting for you at home because if mm. you did you wouldn't be you wouldn't be acting like that on a bike just it, oh, but i mean i can say i've never been hit by a car but i have been hit by a bicycle in London. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, I, it was partly my fault because I stepped out a little too early. I saw the traffic lights go red and I stepped out before the green man came up. Mm -hmm. But he also went through a, a red, red light. light. Exactly. And it was a bicycle courier and he was going really fast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and it, it, I can tell you, it hurts a lot. Yeah. Because it happened to me on Vauxhall Bridge as well. I had the, almost exactly the same thing. I was I was standing at the lights. I was waiting at the at the at the, the start of or the end of Vauxhall Bridge, depending on which where you were looking at it. And I saw the traffic lights go red. It, it's almost identical. You stepped out, and this it was a, again. It was a courier, and he just went. He didn't touch me, but it could have it could have happened. Okay, um, this guy went straight into me. No. Oh. Yeah. Outside my office. Oh, <laughs> I was going, I was going buying lunch. I was coming back from lunch. And this is the things that you remember. He gave me £10 to go and buy a new sandwich because he ran my sandwich over. And I remember <laughs> crying from the shock and because I knew that I had taken the last of those sandwiches in the shop. Oh, no! <laughs> it was a meatball sandwich. It was so good. And I knew I had the last one from Upper Crust. <laughs> oh, God, I remember On Piccadilly. Upper Crust. Oh. Yeah. And I knew I could go back with the £10 that he'd just thrown at me. But I wouldn't get another <laughs> meatball sandwich that day. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, so I, um, you know, I have cycled in Stockholm. And for me, there's just not enough provision for cyclists here. Not the same that there is, in, not even close to what there is in London, I think. That's my belief. I don't know, because I feel like cars are very aware of bicycles here. And that would be my fear about London is that there might be bicycle lanes, but as soon as you go to somewhere there isn't a bicycle lane, cars mm -hmm. aren't expecting you. Whereas I feel like here, cars expect you. Mm -hmm. That's that's true. That could be true. Because I mean, I cycle. Uh, I cycle a lot here, mm -hmm. and I I've not really. I think the worst things have been yeah, as I say, people cruising around slowly, 
looking mm. for parking and then suddenly just pulling in. Yeah. But uh, the worst one is like uh, people just not looking when they open their car door. <gasps> I mean, shouldn't that be built into your? I mean, that's like indicating. Shouldn't that just be built into your kind of your your muscle memory? You know, you go and you're gonna go and open your door. Okay, you look behind you, you look in your mirror, and then you open the door. No, well, apparently not. <laughs> not with that old guy though. But I shouted at him a lot, so. <laughs> That was on that was on my street as well. My street is just really bad for bicyclists. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're that is a main that's a that's a main thoroughfare through Stockholm, like from one part of Stockholm to another part of Stockholm. So it, you know, mm. I can to get out to the motorway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talking about indicating, pe- there there people do have a problem with not indicating here. That is, mm-hmm. I know that people say that drivers in Britain are not great. I get it, totally get it. But indicating is there's they're not as bad here as. They're not as bad as they are here. I mean, they don't even indicate on roundabouts. I'm like... <laughs> but that's because... I, I found out why that is. That's because they changed the rules about when you should indicate on a roundabout. And it changed in the 90s, I think. Or at least it's changed since our generation learned to drive here. Okay. So our generation and older yeah. don't indicate as much because they don't believe they have to, whereas now they've changed the rules to say that you should indicate more on roundabouts, so it's more like the British system. Because here, it, it used to be that when you went onto the roundabout, you should indicate, except if you're going straight on, but you didn't indicate to come off the roundabout. Oh my God, that just that's insane. That's t- So you just stop indicating Yeah. That's when you're going to come off the roundabout. Yeah, and that's why it feels like people don't indicate on roundabouts, because you don't indicate if you're going straight on, and you don't indicate when you come off the roundabout. You just but, like, stop you indicating know, if you're indicating. But we're not mind readers. How do we... I mean, I you know, I guess, I of course, everyone's like, yeah, but you should be able to tell by the positioning of the car. No, 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 no. No, but you can't. Like, <laughs> you can't. Not always. But I guess that's why... Yeah, that, I mean, I guess that's why they changed the rules. Yeah. yeah. And it's just that people haven't taken notice of mm. the change. Did you know that you can get an on-the-spot fine for 4,000 krona if you're caught speeding? I didn't know. I thought it was. I thought it was. It's proportional to how much you're over the speed limit, though, right? Like I if you're like five over the speed limit. Think so. In a in a residential yeah. area, you might. But if you're five over on the motorway, you're not, not going to get gonna, four thousand. No, no, no. I mean, I'd be surprised if you were even stopped, because I can tell you right now, everybody on that motorway is going well <laughs> over five kilometers over the speed limit. I can tell you that right now. Um, yeah, perhaps. But it's maybe. the same in Britain. You can get an on the spot fine. Yeah, but for that much money? I don't know. I when I lived there, it used to be a hundred pounds. So it's I know that sometimes gone up. I know that sometimes in the summer, this was what really I was like. I really scared the crap out of me last summer. Um, they set up speeding traps all along the E4 down in Smallland, and um, they were saying that they were pulling people over who were speeding, and then they were just taking away their driver's license. Yeah, you could have that in Britain as well. I was like. Do you, that's what? Like, how do you get away from that? Like, how can you drive away if you don't have a, you know? You have to call somebody. But if you're in the middle of the E4 and you have, like, how, where? You have to call somebody to come pick you up. Okay. Wow. Like a whole family with a caravan and a dog? <laughs> I mean, how does that work? Oh, yeah, but then I'm impressed if you've gone that fast that you've had your driving license <laughs> taken away from you if you've got a caravan on the back, because that's impressive. Then. <laughs> Trundling along the E4 and your caravan swaying out behind you. Oh. The thing that terrifies me is, uh, is like any kind of random check. <gasps> I'm just oh, obsessed no. that I'm gonna, that something awful is going to happen and... Well, I tell you, I've got really funny stories. Again, last week when I was driving in the city, I, I was at St. Eric's Garten. And um, <clears throat> you know this uh, 
So there's an intersection on St Eric's Gotten. So the section intersection there onto St Eric's Gotten. So I was coming off, and uh, I'd already encountered this particular police car further down Rostransgotten, but they were doing something else, and I was like, okay, just ignore it, keep going. Blah, 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 blah. And um, I got to the <laughs> got to the lights at the end of the road. And I don't know if you, there, there there's something funny about this this intersection because there's lights and then there's a pedestrian pathway and then there's another little segment that you can fit one car in with mm -hmm. a set of lights and then there's a sort of bus lane that goes directly right so it's kind of a lot is happening at one time there and so the lights turn green and but what happened <laughs> when the lights turn green a bus came towards me and then two or three other buses came out in front of me and I got stuck halfway in between this intersection with this fucking police car behind me and I was just like, I can't go, the, car, the, 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 the lights have gone red now, I can't just pull out onto St Eric's Gotham now and you know, I just have to sit here and I just sat there for an excruciating like eight minutes with this police car behind me going oh my god they're gonna come oh my god they're gonna come and question me oh my god they're gonna come question me and like as soon as the lights turned green i was just i just really slowly pulled out and turned right and i was just like oh my god get the fuck out of here now <laughs> it was awful i've only had been pulled over once for a spot check and it was uh in south africa mm -hmm. and they pulled me over and i could see her signaling she came out into the road it was, and I was meant to be turning right mm -hmm. into a place mm -hmm. and she was 100 metres beyond my turning and signalling for me to pull in be pulled in for a spot check <laughs> so I had to drive past where I wanted to go oh, no. pull into this lane but yeah because I thought I can't like then start signalling right and yeah. turn off before yeah. she's because she's already signalled for me to come in so oh I had to God. go through this whole thing and I just have this paranoia that if I get pulled over on a spot check, this is the first time it's ever happened, that, that they're going to find something wrong with the car or wrong with my driver's <laughs> license or something and I'm going to get arrested. Um, so, so I spent the whole time just just absolutely terrified that something was going to be wrong with the hire car. And then she, at the end of it, she said, oh, like, have a nice day. And I said, I need to do a U-turn. And she said... <laughs> okay where are you going and I said that that turning 100 meters back there she was very sweet she went out in the road and she stopped all the traffic for me to do a u-turn oh, she was an absolute star <laughs> oh god yeah I um so so I'm 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 looking forward to continuing my driving journey in Sweden um but I would like to get past this sense or this feeling that I have um, of being bullied on the road. So I think I just, it's that case of just, you know, literally staying in your lane. Just going, yeah, this is me. If you want to toot at me and go past, that's your business. It's just nice now when we drive down to Scorner that it is two lane all the way down because it used to be one lane for the bit mm. from Smallland down into Scorner. Yeah, there is a bit actually where there, um, there's a bit that goes between Stockholm and Uppsala and it's like 100 kilometres an hour actually no 110 kilometers an hour um speed limit and it's it's a two-lane road and on either side there's like forest that goes like sort of up and those like the the, the overtaking points as well you know when you have to leave yeah. them got a certain amount of kind of you know time it just right 
stuff. Yeah, that's not my that's not my favorite bit. Def, give give me a multiple lane. I don't mind the two lane. It's when it's one lane, and you're, mm. and you've either got someone right on your tail, or yeah. you're behind a lorry or a caravan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. up a hill, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a tractor, which often happens a lot in Sweden. So today, this is another this is another thing to be mindful of if you are driving. Um, in Sweden, especially at this time of year. Um, I got two, not just one, but two chips in my windscreen today. Um, And, you know, like they do a pretty good job of clearing all the grus from the roads after snow because that's what they put down on the roads, grit and sand and stuff. Um, But it's obviously difficult to clear it all up. So it's not done that much damage, but I had completely forgotten about that thing that happens um and i just heard two gigantic cracks against the windscreen the rule is stay away from any big trucks with big tires because those are the things that are going to spin up all the crap in your in your windscreen um and i wasn't even near any big trucks or anything like that and these things just came and smacked me straight in the straight in the windscreen so I haven't told Matthias yet. I think he's not going to be very pleased. <laughs> Just don't tell him when he listens to the episode. No. <laughs> like, Jill, you've got something to tell me. <laughs> I just think you'll bloody notice. That's the problem. The one thing I haven't done, which I keep on meaning to, I keep on saying I'm going to do it, is I want to go and try the Isbana and the Halkbana because I feel like I should... I feel like I know what to do if I hit water, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm a little scared about hitting ice. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because that's a completely different. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I would actually really like to do some adverse weather driving. And the thing is, like now, even if we drive somewhere and it is really icy, if if we've gone somewhere where it's icy, it's typically because we've gone skiing, and then we've hired a big car, mm. which usually means we've hired a volvo and it's usually a pretty new volvo so like the last time that that we went and i can remember going around a roundabout and i did hit a patch of ice and the car just did everything for me so i was like that that's great but on the other hand if i'm driving a car that's not as good as this i would like to know what i'm doing because the thing of that you should do when you hit water is not what the thing you should do when you hit ice yeah yeah uh-huh. So with water, when you hit water, you actually steer into it. No, as opposed that's, to I think that's ice. Water, you do nothing. Oh, you don't brake, you don't accelerate, okay. you take... You and you let you, the, yeah. the car to... Yeah. yeah, you let... You loosen your grip on the steering wheel, you take your feet off the brake and the accelerator, you just let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. ice, I think oh, you yeah. steer into. You steer against you the... steer into it, yeah. The way the car's moving. Mm-hmm. I drive a Volvo. Um, it's not a flashy, it's, you know, 2018 Volvo. Um, so I was driving and I could see ahead of me just three or four cars in front of me. And I was just about to hover in front of the, I was just about to put my foot on the brake. And the whole car, the whole braking system kicked in for me. And the car had calculated that the car in front of me had broken, had very very quickly and the distance mm-hmm. between me and that car times the speed that I was going at 
the car suddenly just took over and did everything for me and it was this it's a very strange sensation because like you you it's not like you lose control of the car but you just like the brake just kicks in and it goes down underneath you and then you're like and you, oh okay right that's that's fine yeah the fact that it picked it up before you or not before me but at the same time mm. that i did i that's incredible yeah. just yeah. incredible i, I just it. find the whole the whole thing where it projects things into the windscreen for you like that. so you get the, mm-hmm. the blobs of the car distances so you get the okay oh, i haven't got that yeah. switched on I in my car that. because i it yeah. me out a i mean bit. it freaks me out <laughs> on actually how far out you are if you try and estimate it you yourself it's a lot more than you think mm-hmm. yeah but i love that i love having that on and i love the fact that you get everything speed everything directions so you don't have mm-hmm. to look down ever love volvos yeah i know not sponsored. <laughs> Volvo, if you would like to sponsor us, you know where we are. Love your cars. <laughs> <laughs>